0: McKinney Flavel's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Sean Bingham, Director of Risk Management here at McKinney Flavel. It is the last working day of April, April 29th, 2022, and welcome to our Hot Commodity podcast. Uh, our fearless leader, Mike, is off in the great state of Wisconsin and has probably uh, will regret handing me the microphone for the week. Uh, Mike, if you're listening, be sure and grab yourself uh, at least a few bottles of Spotted Cow or Moon Man in the great state of Wisconsin. A little New Glarus, one of my favorite uh, breweries out there. With me today is our very own consultant to the stars on dairy, cocoa, energy, and more, Jeffrey Rosinski. Jeffrey, how are you?
0: Oh, there we go, Sean. Great to be with you, and uh, and Mike, if you're listening, Sean and I will do our best to uh, to make you proud today. There you go, or not, George? Uh, let's set the bar. <laughs> let's set the bar a little lower. How about we just won't ruin it?
1: Let's let's. We'll start there and and go. So, uh, hey, I know you are, uh, I know you're a follower of college football. Any surprises in yesterday's draft?
0: Not really. I I think, you know, there'll be more talk about this as we get closer to the season starting. It's still very early in the process. So, um, and I I don't know if there's been any outcome with the, uh, with the portal trades either. What are, what are your thoughts? I you know I was just I can't remember a, a
1: draft recently where uh so few quarterbacks were in the top 20. I I don't remember what the number of 5 but boy the lots of receivers, uh lots of cornerbacks, line guys but not yeah, it was just not a quarterback draft this year I guess. Maybe they were drafting for speed. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I mean, I mean frankly not a lot of not a lot of pro uh, uh teams looking for a quarterback right now that, so that is true uh that, that that could have something to do with it anyway we're not here to talk about football even though it's not not that bad um Jeffrey I'm gonna let you uh chat about what's on your mind uh with crops you know we're kind of getting into the 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 meat of the spring plant and uh you know we wrap that up and then I'll I'm gonna touch a little bit on what the Fed's going to be doing next week, and then we'll we'll let people
0: move on. Yeah, Sean, that sounds fantastic. So, as as most of our listeners probably know, we did our spring seminar this last week, so we're just just f- freshly back from that seminar. And a couple of key, I guess, learnings or, or takeaways from that from that seminar. And I'll lead off with um, March twentieth was obviously the first official day of spring. And next week, hard to believe, as uh, Sean said, today's the last, uh, you know, last Friday and the last um, you know, work day of the month of April. And next uh, next week, we're into the first week of May. Um, but being in Chicago this last week, it certainly didn't feel that way. So no it did not. yeah lots of people wearing coats and highs in the in the mid to upper 30s and at, uh, definitely a very cold and late start to uh, spring planting um, season this year and two crops in particular kind of um, kind of get get me concerned about that. the first being corn. Um, and if you look at the, um, the latest crop pro- progress report that came out this last week, we are clearly lagging where we were last year. We're only about 50% of the levels we saw last year at this time of the year. And basically nothing really emerged other than in the states of, uh, I think it was North Carolina and Texas. So all those northern tier states have been much colder than normal. We got a lot of, a lot of snow and storms that moved through during late, uh, late March. And then as, as everyone knows, that snow sits on the fields. And that snow needs to melt and you know, kind of that water needs to drain away before the farmer can get out there and till and get out there with their tractors without there being too much, uh, too much mud. The second uh, crop of concern is obviously sugar beets. And uh, taking a look at that, this is one of the slowest starts we've had in uh, in many, many years, uh, you know, looking back easily over the last four or five years. And I took a look at the historical data set, Sean, and the, the closest analogs I could come to, you know, wh- how we look this year would be back in 2014 and 2011. Mm. So we, we seem to be, you know, two weeks, maybe two plus weeks behind schedule and looking at the forecast for the Red River Valley and Fargo area. It's raining today with a with a real feel of 34 degrees and it's supposed to rain tomorrow and rain on Sunday, which is, uh, as you know, not good because it's not going to help us uh, help us move along. Well, certainly not good in the short run, right? Yeah, Maybe yeah. In the long
1: run will be helpful, but yeah, right now, probably not what they want.
0: Yeah. Well, I think what that does with some of these crops, like, like corn is a good example that has that longer growing season than like soy, for instance, and it needs a greater number of growing degree days. You, uh, you shorten that window, so like everything will need to go right when that crop finally... I mean, it will get planted, it will go in the ground, but I think you kind of test the limits of what can be achieved from a yield standpoint, unless things are perfect, and optimal from like a weather perspective <laughs> with a good mix of like rain and, and sunshine kind of, you know, occurring in regular intervals through the rest of the season and enough days where it's warm enough where you get those positive growing degree days to, to make the crop. So like it, it gets tougher and tougher when you shorten that window with the time that's available to you to, uh, to achieve that for, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then I guess the second th- um, takeaway and listening to all the speakers at the, se- at the seminar this last week um, you know, we had speakers on wheat and oil seeds and corn. Um, clearly the battle for acreage is on and it's on in a big way. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we we need we need as much acreage on each of those as possible. And you you it, it comes down to kind of robbing from Peter to pay Paul. If you get more acres of one crop, it kind of comes out of the hide of the other one. And unfortunately, if you look at the prices of all of these that are trading at multi-year or life of contract highs. You know, we clearly need more acres of all of those. And I don't know how you satisfy everybody um, at, the, at the same time with the with the finite amount of, uh, of arable land that's uh, that's available to plant. So those are you know certainly a lot to keep your keep your eye on. And as the buyer right now, I'm, I'm really not liking the spring weather we're seeing. That's that's for sure.
1: It has it has not been a good start. That is that is true.
0: Uh, any other uh, things on your mind? We'll switch seats here. You can you can be in the uh, hot seat, and I'll serve as host now. So uh, yeah. So, so Sean, t- you were you spoke on the economy, <laughs> and you've been a big advocate in talking about you know the Fed being behind the curve and the need to act, and you know really the slowing uh, recession that's on the horizon yeah. unless they step up and do something. Um, so we have an FOMC meeting coming on, coming next week, and you've been talking about the the, the the increased risk or chance of a fifty basis point hike. Yep you know, how were you seeing things? Well, I, that's exactly right. I would, and I want to say, you mentioned the uh,
1: spring seminar, and I'd, I'd be crazy not to take this opportunity to thank everybody that came, whether you came in person or you watched uh, virtually. Uh, we, had a re- we had a really great turnout. We had a lot of fun. Nice to see people in person again. I mean, that, you know, we had the, the sweetener colloquium and and then this event that we have. So, go just just great for just to get face to face with folks again. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. On the Fed. Um, we are, uh, you know, for a little while we were, we were flirting somewhere between 25 and 50 basis points at next uh, week's meeting. It's a two dayer. Uh, I believe starts on Thursday. We'll get the announcement. Uh, I'm sorry. Starts on Tuesday. Get the announcement uh, on the 4th. But um we are the market is definitely in the 50 basis point camp. As a matter of fact, when I did the math this morning uh, off live prices, it was 51 basis points. So, a fractional chance at something more than 50, but not not near enough to uh, to say that's in the realm of reality. So, we're looking at 50 basis points next week. So that means we're going to move from. Uh, a range of 25 to 50 to a range of 75 to 1. When you look further out the curve, we're pricing uh, we're pricing an end of year rate around 285, and I think that's pretty fair. We have six more meetings, including including next week. Uh, I think we we ought to be prepared for 50 basis points at each and every one of those meetings because, like you said, we are they are way, way, way behind inflation. Uh, I said it at the at our spring seminar the last time. The last two times we hit 8.5% CPI inflation. I believe the first time uh, Fed Fund's rate was about 10%. The second time it was in line at, with uh, CPI inflation at 8.5%. And here we are today at 8.5% again, and we have a uh, effective rate you know, where it's actually trading at uh, just over uh, 0.3%. So it's uh, we have a long way to go, or the Fed has a long way to go, and the market is clearly reacting to it. We're seeing the stock market starting to price in the possibility or the very good likelihood of a recession. Uh, one of our speakers talked about truck freight rates coming down. I think we've seen some mixed information on that. But it is certainly an an economic indicator that when truck freight rates do go down, it's another sign that a recession is looming. Usually, you know, you can kind of you can't predict them perfectly, but uh, once the Fed starts raising rates and we see that inversion of the Treasury curve, the 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 impending recession is twelve to fifteen months away, and we gotta. (laughs) <laughs> we got an early number. We, they had GDP came in at minus 1.4%, and that that was uh, way below expectations. We were looking for a dip to about 1.1, and so we're already in the negative numbers. If we get another one next quarter, that will officially uh, be a recession, two consecutive quarters of minus GDP. But I think this is just the growing pangs or the the first pangs of what is uh, a longer term recession to come in about uh, 12 to 15 months. So
0: I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, yes, yeah, is clearly the Fed. Then, in your opinion, kind of applying the brakes finally. And I know uh, Chairman Powell did allude to that fifty basis points was was clearly on the table. Is that him then telegraphing to the market to that that should be what they're what to expect in next week's meeting? In your opinion, Sean, it is absolutely. And the Fed has a very long history
1: of they do not want to shock the market. That is not how they like to operate. So they're very good about telegraphing their intentions uh, months in advance if they can. They like to kind of steer the market where they want it to go uh, before they actually start turning the wheel, so to speak. And, and we saw this through the credit crisis. I've been trading Fed funds for the better part of the last 20 plus years. And so the Fed doesn't, they, they're they not really in favor of shocking the market. So they, they're they going to stay they're gonna keep our expectations uh, well out the curve. And I so when he came out and said, Yep, we're gonna, you know, we're likely to go fifty and we're likely to go fifty many more times, I think that's him saying, just get prepared. It's coming. We don't wanna we don't wanna freak anybody out. Don't don't say we didn't warn you. Uh,
0: but it, it's it's coming down the line. So, so so back to football, put your put your helmet and your pads on because you're gonna get tackled. <laughs> If we start. Exactly. We started with football. We'll finish with football.
1: We, we can end it with football. That's about right. Yeah. Get uh, get strapped your helmet down because uh, it's uh, like I said at the at the seminar. I think inflation is going to get a little worse before it gets better. But uh, folks, down the line, we're going to see that demand destruction. We're going to see. Uh, we're going to see uh, probably some change in inter- energy policy down the road, and we're in, in high rates is going to slow, uh, slow the economy. Now I would even heard here recently, the, uh, uh, Biden administration is talking about maybe some hiking and some taxes, and that'll that will slow things down for sure as well.
0: You got some other thoughts? Yeah. No, I was just going to say we'd be remiss uh, with with Mike not with us to say everyone should be living with a with an attitude of gratitude uh, before before we sign off. And it was great to, like I said, I echo everything you said. It was great to see everyone in person this last week at the seminar. And being back to that sort of a sort of a format, just wishing everyone a a, a very happy, safe, and uh, a nice weekend coming up.
1: Absolutely. So I'm so it's my first run at uh, at uh, hosting today, but so I got a couple things I got to get here. One, uh, if 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 you're not on the uh, IQ platform, get on the IQ platform. Reach out to your McKinney Flavel consultant. We'll get you on there. It's a great uh, a great hub of information, and I sure we'll put some of some of that genius information out of the spring seminar. We'll get on there. We have an upcoming uh, next webinar planned for May 25th. And I think that's going to be another of our hot new ingredient series that's coming. So more, more information on that. Uh, You already, you already said it, live with an attitude of gratitude. I like to, I have another one that's very similar to that and that is uh, your, your attitude directs your altitude. So uh, have a good attitude and it will uh, impact your altitude. So we're going to leave it there. And until next time, everybody enjoy their weekend and be safe. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence Platform and listen to our Market Insights
0: podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bckinney for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.